kind of disconnected. I mean, I don't, I don't have TV. I have a TV, but I don't have like satellite or anything. Yeah, right. I hack into my dad's account to watch Jets games. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I live under a friggin' rock. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, whatever. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to, I, I actually, I've probably been listening to podcasts for probably six months now. Oh, okay. So like I'm yeah. new to the podcast yeah, world and everything. Sure. It's, it's, it's such a, um, like it's, I kind of equate it as being so similar to what I do as an artist. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, Okay, now uh, now I have a website and now I'm playing shows, <laughs> yeah. right? And then it's like I just got to do it and do it and do it, and then yeah. before you know, that's when it kind of that's takes good, traction and you, exactly. some, you know, whatever. Yeah. I kind of look at it as going like, it's they're they're so similar, but being being developing a podcast and yeah. trying to develop an artist, mm-hmm. um, especially bootstrapping it, much like we are. Like, yeah, like this yeah. is by no means a palatial studio, but <laughs> you know, it's the same kind of way, right? This is the nicest podcast studio I've been in. I promise <laughs> you that. Excellent. I promise you that. This Just by is, default. You got the TV up and everything like this. Oh, these guys are freaking for real. This is weird. professional <laughs> right here. Yeah. I should have been here 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Capital L early. legit. Yeah, oh. that's right. That's right. <laughs> Folks, welcome to another episode of the Two Idiots Podcast. Uh, I'm Reg. I'm Randy. And this episode is brought to you by New Bothwell Country Style Meats. Oh boy. Yep. Like we've said before, it's Randy's neighbor. It They're is. excellent. They're very close to me. Yeah. And I enjoy their products. 95 Main Street, New Bothwell, Manitoba. Approximately 20-ish minutes west of Steinbeck. Give or take. Yeah. It's a, it's a short jaunt from <laughs> a jaunt. Steinbeck. A slight trip. A trek. <laughs> It's worth the trip. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> More than Steinbeck is. Gimmick infringement. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they do custom cut and wrap, wild game processing, quality meat cuts and sales. What else they got, Randy? They got old-fashioned farmer sausage. They got other smoke products. They got all kinds of meat packages. They got barbecue packs. They got beef packs. They got all kinds of packs. Oh, they're packing. If you want it, they, they are packing. <laughs> they're packing all kinds of meat. <laughs> And they're a friendly customer service. They're a business with integrity. And if you go in there, mention the Two Idiots podcast, get yourself some free sausage. Free sausage. Yeah. They're giving a ring of sausage to Two Idiots listeners. So head to New Bothwell Do and it. that's it. You can't get any better than free meat. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Do it. This episode is also brought to you by Darren Mondor. Now, Reg, I got a question for you. What's that? your home worth? About $8 uh, in nickels. Absolutely. Done. I'll take it. Trade you my car for it straight up. Deal. (laughs) But Darren wouldn't let you make a deal like that. He is a three-time President's Gold Award winning realtor, real estate agent. You know he knows what he's doing. Exactly. He works for Royal LePage Riverbend Realty. That's tongue twister. (laughs) And he'll actually get you what your house is worth. Indeed. He works within Winnipeg and southeastern Manitoba, so he's all over the place here. Yep. You if got a house, the man's going to sell it. Or if you're looking for one, he'll get you one. There you go. You yeah. can't lose. You cannot. Look in, you know, the realty guides, look around, find a house you like, or try to sell yours. Hit him up. Let him know the two idiots sent you. Yeah, definitely. Let him know. Absolutely. We recommend him. Highly. Five <laughs> stars. And joining us this week, we have uh, a bit of a, a new country legend, perhaps. Mm-hmm. One in the making, you know. We're getting in off. early here. Yeah. If <laughs> he's he's to country music, what we are to podcasting. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're probably probably ahead of us yet. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Quentin Blair, how's it going? I'm doing great, but it's like a, it's like a meeting of the beards. Though, yeah, it is. Right? I'm it staring is at the logo so. right in front of me. I'm going, yeah. man, I, I think I fit in here. Yeah, it's the facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yours is by far the nicest. But that's, uh, <laughs> it's like a prerequisite to come on the show by now. You basically need a beard to be on the show. <laughs> have, you yeah. had, have, you, have you had Kingsman grooming on yet? No. I've been, I reached out to the guy yeah. um, just in general, kind of even advertising his stuff. But Yeah. Yeah. So you got an interesting story or what? Oh, he's just he's, he's a great conversationalist. Oh, you guys love him. We'll yeah, have yeah, to have yeah. him on. Yep. Definitely. Well, yeah. Definitely. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk after. We'll get sure, him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I have, I have contacted him a little bit. But um, anyways, welcome here. So as a, like we mentioned earlier on, as a, I guess, a fledgling country music star. Are you a star? Star Maybe on the rise. Star? No, I'd, 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 I never set out to be a star. If I am, I, I'm not. Just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> it's a it's a small pond in the southeast. Ah, that's <laughs> there's, fair, for sure. there's not that many of us around, and and uh, um, I, I've just had such great support from Golden West Radio. Oh, perfect. That really, you know, kind yeah. of, and that they helped me out all over the province, really. But um, oh, that's good. you know, just I grew up in Winnipeg, lived in Landmark Mitchell, now back in Landmark. Ah, cool. Yeah. And it's like. Um, they've just been such a huge support. In fact, I was playing at the Brass. I've got so many southeastern Manitoba stories to tell about music, but um, they they I was playing at the Brass Lantern, yeah. and uh, Lynn Friesen turned his chair around at one point and calls me over on the set break and says, yeah, "Nice to meet you. I don't know if you know this, but I own twenty three radio stations or whatever. Uh, I'd like to help you make a CD." And yeah. they helped me make my first CD. Ah, cool. Nice. So that's, awesome. that's that's I got kind of a really soft yeah. spot in my heart for them. Shout out to Golden West. Yeah, yeah for sure. If they want to make us big too, that's fine. We're always available. Phones are yeah, always yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a 2018 Manitoba Country Music Association Roots Artist of the Year, which is very difficult to say, mm-hmm. but it sounds impressive. <laughs> it does sound impressive. Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, I mean, country music is so divided. Yeah. You've got your your sort of mainstream top 40 country with right. you know long neck beard and big jacked up <laughs> truck, and like that's not me at all. Uh, yeah. I'm very much in the traditions of like. 70s to 90s country ah, is my perfect. wheelhouse. I yeah. love that era. That's what I kind of write. We specialize in rodeo dances and country fairs. Right. And then I play house concerts. I play a ton of these, like they're they're these kind of intimate shows, 20 to 40 people. Mm-hmm. I usually cook them dinner before the show. And oh, then we cool. sit around and we're just at somebody's house, yeah. right? Like it's, that's I don't awesome. even know the people who I'm going to cook for. That's cool. And, uh, but I'm kind of like this storyteller and rambler and and it's kind of like it's half about me playing my guitar and half about me talking about either country music or just about what it's like to be a musician Mm -hmm. traveling around Canada and stuff so um because I fit outside of that box there's a there's a category called roots country and that's kind of like Mm -hmm. either your storyteller your traditional or that legit country right (laughs) yeah you might call it that yeah yeah. Yeah. but but um because I do but (laughs) but that's that's the category that I get lumped into oftentimes so I know we've been fortunate enough to win that award a a number of times but it's uh it's um it, at the end of the day, too, that this uh, Manitoba Country Music Association, they've kind of seen this resurgence in the last, call it five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went about 10, 15 years without this awards show. Right. And oh. the, the association and the, com- the country music community has kind of just fragmented everywhere. Uh, and this has done a great thing to bring us all back together. For so. sure. Yeah, because yeah. we, we've we now had, <laughs> we had a, a metal guy from Tennessee. We've had local yeah. deathcore. We had, uh, now we yeah. have country, we had okay. a Elvis white rapper. tribute artist. Yeah, an Elvis tribute artist. <laughs> we kind of, we're, we're kind of going through the genres here. That's but right. Country is, is, like you said, it's divided, but it's also huge around here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, but again, I consider myself, a, 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 I guess, a country um, traditionalist because growing up, it was all like, my dad was you know, big into the, you know, the Highwaymen and, you know, oh, Johnny yeah. Cash yeah. and yeah, Waylon. Yeah, yeah. And, and, my dad you know, was Waylon, Merle Haggard, all yeah. those yeah. guys. Yeah, for and sure. I think that's, it's, 
well, maybe be- it's all subjective, right? But to me, it's it had more soul to it because now a lot of the new stuff they all kind of sound the same to me, mm-hmm. and it all sort of it's the same stuff. For, for some of them, I almost it sounds like they didn't live what they're singing. Uh, ah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of it's sensationalized country in a Very way. Much it's so. just it's There's the stereotype of yeah. it, and it's not the actual yeah. if, down if, home kind of. country. If you want my yeah jaded <laughs> the roots artist yeah. the, the guy who's always excluded yeah. like, like i go to the ccma awards and like so the canadian country music awards that's kind of mm-hmm. like the, cool. the, that family coming together but i'm yeah, always yeah. the guy in the hat and the beard who <laughs> yeah. tells stories yeah so i never really fit in but then i go to like a folk music conference down yeah. in kansas city or something and i'm again i'm the guy in the cowboy hat and the beard telling stories but i don't fit into that folk world either so i oh, kind of live really? in this in-between folk in-between country i've got family <laughs> on both sides of the line but yeah. i'm the I'm the awkward cousin uh-huh. that kind of is there, but but my my <clears throat> this is not objective at all. My opinion on <laughs> on modern mainstream country music is insecurity. So what you've got uh-huh. is you've got artists, you've got labels and management who go, "Wow, Brad Paisley, yeah, we need to find us one of them." <laughs> Oh, Keith Urban. Hey, yeah. you've been in Nashville for how long? 11 years and nobody gave a rip. Yeah. Now all of a sudden that there's a good guitar playing singer frontman, right. our record label needs to find something like that. Right, you yeah. get, you know, an Eric Church. Now I need a Luke Bryan. Although when they started, they came out at the same time. They are very different artists. I'm a huge Absolutely. Eric Church fan. As I, I really could. I don't need. <laughs> I'm in the minority, yeah. actually. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like either of them, but I can't stand Eric Church. Really, I just, I, something about it. This the the voice doesn't do anything for me. It just does, Man, it he, drives me nuts. He yeah. is he in a world of non-artistic country. Yeah, he is artistic. Well, I'll give you that. Right. Right. Of of the genre, he's yeah. he's the most probably real, at yeah. least sounding and feeling and, and mm. content-wise. It's just something about the voice just grates on me. I can't, oh, really, I can't eh? get behind it. Oh, yeah, man. Really. And I'm in the minority, especially around here. Like, I'm going to get flack for this. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, man, I love Eric Church. And, and I mean, even doing things like, uh, he, he's notorious. I think he does this every show. And if not every show, he's done it a million times. He'll he'll just be on stage with just him and his acoustic guitar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he'll just play song after song after uh, song and he cool. might just play a verse chorus yeah. yeah he might play like a bob seger song yeah. and then he's gonna play and you know um something from a band called little feet or something like and so right. when you get kind of like uh, uh he might play the band he might, he's not just playing country he's I just like playing that. great music yeah. right yeah. but just him and his guitar just in the moment ah, i feel like doing this i feel like doing this. that sounds perfect that's well, what you'd want yeah and yeah. the reason i i migrate to that is i, t- yeah. I took a page out of merle haggard's book mm-hmm. uh, so when they're on stage there's no set list Right, uh, Merle just you know he would always just call the songs on the fly. <laughs> Corblund is another guy that does that. Yeah, they've just yeah, got yeah. they've got hand signals for really, each yeah. song. <laughs> See now it's funny because we were talking before you got here, and I said you know the country artists that I because I listened to you for the first time today, mm-hmm. and I was like the guy he most reminds me of is Corblund. Yeah, just the style of it and the storytelling and everything. And I said like it's funny that he's. I see yeah. that you've played with Corblund. Yeah. And me having said that before even knowing that, I was like, it's kind of crazy because yeah. that's who I related you to the most. Are they still active, Corblund? Absolutely. Are they? Yeah. Except the thing is they're they're too big for Canada. So uh, they're down in Texas all the time. Oh, and, right. and they've got this great um, across the Midwest, southern states kind of thing. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's where country music really is. Like do you, you, gotta do be you in think Texas. that being a, being a local uh, country artist, do you think that there's room for you to, to become gigantic or become big? While remaining in Canada, is there is there enough of a of a following There's in Canada? Not. That's is, the why is that? Because everybody around here listens to country. Economies yeah. of scale, though. Uh, it's just a matter more of people. Yeah, yeah. and then um, Americans 
don't want Canadians in Nashville. Right, uh, so when Gore right, Bamford yeah. goes to Tennessee, he's working with Canadian producers, Canadian, designing stuff for Canadian radio. Uh, right, okay, right. Yeah. So High Valley is one of the first mainstream um, groups from Canada who had success here. Mm-hmm. Then they got a U.S. record deal. Now they're trying uh, to, and I don't know how that success went. I don't yeah, think yeah, it yeah. actually translated to much. Right, yeah. So, and those hmm. are guys that have the strong gospel connection too. Like, sure. they can they can go and play a gospel festival, and they can go and play uh, like a mainstream festival yeah, too, yeah. and like. What a draw for the you know the Bible Belt of the U.S. to go. Oh, we got these, for sure. but we got these Canadian boys, and they don't really care. It's it's That's a very weird, yeah. very kind of close very insular. And yeah, absolutely. I, I never thought about it until you said that, and I'm like, yeah, because like my wife listens to um, like the Highway on on satellite okay. radio yeah. all the time, and I'm like, yeah, you never hear a lot of Canadian no. artists on there. Almost I, never. I I think there's only <clears throat> a few, and it's just be, there must be some kind of CanCon yeah. restriction on it. I mean, the only place you can really hear Canadian country is on CBC right. Country, and oh, okay, even yeah. in Canada, we. We would typically hear more because I think there is CRTC rules that if you're mm. a Canadian broadcasting, you have to play oh, yeah, yeah, X number of Canadians yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But the Americans have no such rule for... No. For, Even for if you're on the border, I don't think those rules apply. So no. I think... Or maybe... I think Maverick 105 runs out of North Dakota. Yeah. I don't study that station enough. It's a great radio station. Yeah. But I don't study it, or I haven't for the last number of years, to know how much Canadian content they uh, have, if I've noticed it any. Is, it is an issue, right. just Canada in general. Because, I mean, we have a very rich artistic like fabric in the country like yeah. actors and writers and, yep. and novelists and singers and whatever but the problem is is that you know there's just either not enough people in it yeah or for mm-hmm. it or you know the americans or we're all just enamored with the american yeah. stuff the problem the problem is nafta uh-huh. i mean if you, <laughs> if you really want to kind of break down and get political it's because it's because we we are enamored it's the fact that we look to the americans and go oh yeah. Man, if I was actually doing this, that's what I would yeah, sound like. Yeah, I gotta and leave my small town, yeah. whatever Rivers, Manitoba, and go. Yeah. I need to go make it to Nashville, or make it to Absolutely. New York, or make it to L.A. wherever. That's right, yeah. because those are, those are the industry centers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so I feel like that's actually just a big part of it is actually yeah. people thinking that that's what it's like. Instead, of, I I have zero goal of leaving Canada, yeah. let mm-hmm. alone. I hardly leave Manitoba. I mean, I play Saskatchewan a ton. <laughs> yeah. and I play Alberta a few times a year. And it's just kind of like the prairies. Yeah. That's it. That's and fair. and honestly, I'm shrinking it down. I love Alberta. I've got some great friends there. Yeah. Saskatchewan, just, take it or leave it. Nobody. No, I, yeah. <laughs> Man, Saskatchewan is good to me. I love Saskatchewan. It's funny because I can go to like like these, because you go to these music conferences. Yeah. I don't go to as many as I used to, but I used to go to like Every two or three months, I'm going somewhere sure. for a conference. So you're not even playing. You're going oh, in, in networking right. and meeting people. And I just I hang out with people from Saskatchewan all the time <laughs> because I don't I don't know why actually. It's just kind of yeah. like I kind of I just naturally kind of align with them yeah. and fit in with them. Yeah. And maybe because it's Saskatchewan, it's country, not folk. In Manitoba, uh, we're like, oh, that's yeah. that's folk music. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I'm ride horses like this. this this is yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I am that. Yeah. So no, we spent a lot of time driving back and forth. This is I think there was one time in the summer where it was like four weekends in a row. It was Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Like it's like <laughs> I played Friday night somewhere in Saskatchewan, Saturday yeah. night somewhere in Manitoba. And the oh. next weekend was like Friday night Manitoba, Saturday night in Saskatchewan. Just like yeah. we just and unless you're in like Melita or Flinflon, where you're actually right on the border. <laughs> That's then that right. Yeah. Sucks, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flinflon and Creighton. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can always tell the uh, the real Manitobans up in up in Flinflon because you have a social, and the, oh, all the Saskatchewan yeah. people from Creighton are like, oh, what's going on? But yeah, no. Anyways, back to this this NAFTA point. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. A, it's a matter of. Um, we want to feel like our Americans because that's just yeah. pushed on us. Like if we yeah. if we look at like. Um, 
like European country, the country world, um, they don't. Is there put, one? A European absolutely. country world? Really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Really? Um, that's, that's actually just a, a bucket list of mine is to go and do uh, a European tour. But like you can, you can sell out theaters, so I'm told, by friends who do a little bit more of a folky version than what I do. But right. they're storytellers and songwriters and stuff. And they're like, you can sell out theaters just by talking English. Like you right. don't even have to worry about speaking the language. Oh, yeah. Just be yourself on stage. Cool. But because you're from North America, they're like, it's just the exact same problem. It's uh, them looking to us going, oh, that's real yeah, country now. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, I mean, I wish that Canada had a little bit more just ability to stand on its own and say, hey, yeah. this is what Canadian country music yeah, sounds like. I mean, yeah. and the thing is like, if you look back into the, let's say, let's look, dig back into the nineties, early nineties, Late 80s. Charlie Major wrote a song called um, Driving These Back Roads oh, All uh, the Trouble Behind. Uh, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, so I know what it's called, so yeah. he, get, he, makes it, he writes this hit. It's a huge hit for Ricky Van Shelton. So I, yeah. I think it even hits number one in the US. So right. the paycheck that Charlie receives off of that one song is insane, yeah. let alone the credibility that he, that he kind of builds up. So he goes down to Tennessee with a bunch of songs that he's written and he hires all of these A list American players because mm. he's like, I got money. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he puts out this groundbreaking country record. And I think there's like eight number ones on one record. And you're <laughs> right. like, man, this guy is a legend. Yeah. Because of that one record. Right. Uh, but the the real interesting part is like if you listen to other people of the day yeah. who were Canadian, mm-hmm. they sounded Canadian. Charlie was the first uh, one who was Canadian who sounded American. Right. But he kind of just com- Completely flip the scales now, so everyone's like, "Oh, we got to record in Tennessee. Yeah, right. We got to get this." That's you know. the way to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's kind of this this thing. But um, uh, I wish that there are some great record producers. There, we are even at the times changed in Winnipeg um, last weekend and saw Ridley Bent. And Ridley is a guy from Manitoba. He's from Halifax, moved to Vancouver, and I guess he loved both of them so much he decided to settle in Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But he is he's a great great. He'd be classified as roots country too, except he's a lot more like rock and rolly, okay, like a lot more, right. a lot more uh, electric guitar. Whereas I prefer to drive with pedal steel and fiddle. Uh-huh. Right. But okay, Ridley cool. has been a songwriting hero of mine forever, and he had a, a, maybe five, six kind of decent Canadian songs. Yeah. But I remember I was I was at my place in Mitchell. And I had my iPad on, my iPod on, and I'm like roping the roping dummy or something in the backyard. I'm just yeah. kind of hanging. I'm going like, <laughs> Corblund hits a smash home run with a song called The Truck Got Stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a gimmick song. <laughs> yeah. And Ridley Bent, some great, great writing and production. They would tour together too. Like they're, oh, they're okay. good friends. Um, he never got the same opportunity. Right. But in my opinion, his songwriting, different. His production, different. But stronger. Uh, more American sounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he never kind of got his day in the sun, I think. Uh, right. And Corb will even tell you this. Corb was oh, really? like, like how he ever got on the radio with a song <laughs> called Truck Got Stuck. Yeah. He's like, I have no idea how that happened, but mm-hmm. suddenly he goes from, I was playing for 200 people a night in Calgary yeah. to selling out like the Saddle Dome. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, and th- like to hear these stories about what their budget was yeah. and how much they were charging a night. They're charging like, you know, like, I don't know, five grand a night or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's not a lot of money. Yeah. And then they sell out the Saddle Dome. And <laughs> like 20,000 people yeah. just paid $35 to go yeah. see him play. Yeah, and he goes like, uh, what just happened? Mm-hmm. But the, the problem with him, he's got, he's got such a strong underground following he in my opinion is the best draw in Canada him and Charlie Major because Um, you can go to their show and you can find 12 year olds 
right. 25, 30 year olds and 60 year olds who yeah. all dance to his music and uh, sing along yeah, because yeah. it's it's so accessible and so real. Right. Yeah. Whereas you go to an Emerson Drive show, you'll catch 30 year olds like they'll know the songs. Mm-hmm. Um but, but you're you're yeah. not catching the same kind right. of, and I, I, sh- I shouldn't have picked a name out there, but but call it whoever you want, yeah. right? They yeah. had their they had their day in the sun. They've got this kind of smaller market, um, this this smaller market share. But a guy like Corb is like, where can he play? Yeah, like he's so he, he's going to come to Winnipeg. He's not big enough to play the MTS Center. Oh, he's right. played Winnipeg because he was in a band before that called the Smalls. So he's played twice a year in Winnipeg for like. 25 years like he's been around forever just right. nobody kind of knew who he was yeah. but now he's not big enough to play the MTS Center so he'll play the Burt or something like yeah. that mm-hmm. or the Garrick uh, or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he'll kind of play one of those kind of smaller historical theaters which is great but it's, he can only play Calgary one day a year uh, because he's going to sell so many tickets right, yeah, or he'll exactly. play the yeah. Pinocchio Rodeo he'll play Edmonton oh. and now what Where, yeah. so that, that style of country music doesn't sell out east yeah Mm-hmm. And so he's really got four good shows a year in Alberta, Saskatchewan. So he goes down to Texas. And when they're down in Texas, they're doing all these like these. They can't get into any of the clubs, no uh, matter their success. They can't get into <laughs> any of these clubs right. other than like, hey, do you want to be on our Battle of the Bands? Oh, and so they'll go to this okay. Battle of the Bands. This band is 25 years old. <laughs> like, like they yeah. are amazing. They can play to yeah. 20,000 people a night. And here they are at this dive bar in Texas on a Tuesday night <laughs> yeah. playing in a Battle of the Bands. Winning, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, course, it's yeah. this funny little story about like how you know, you'd think that you'd think one thing and then knowing the reality, right. the reality of it is just so completely different. Crazy, sure. Especially with the assumptions, right? Cause you hear the name and you're like, Oh, this guy's a gajillionaire or whatever. Yeah. He can play wherever he wants, but there's, yep. there's so much nuance. Uh, speaking of that, when you, when you write songs or when you come like, is it just sort of, how does that process work for you when you come up with, with songs? Is it just, do any come like totally formed? Do you sort of just piece them together? Do you write the music oh, first? Everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you're kind of sitting there going like, like I've got probably like, I don't know, five, seven chord progressions, melodies that are kind of just stuck uh, in the back of my head, but yeah. I haven't formed them into a song yet. Okay. There's other times where you're like, oh, this would be a great song idea and you just kind of work it out. And yeah. Yeah. some songs are written, you know, some songs have taken me two years to write and some songs are written in a day. five minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. You cool. know, and it's just like... Napkin at the restaurant, it just hits yeah. you and I got to write it down. What, now. Does that, what does that feel like? Because... I've said it before to other performers, but like we hide behind mics in Randy's basement and it's super like, <laughs> it's easy to, to, to talk because who cares, right? Nobody, yeah. nobody knows. No, or like they can't see you saying it, right? Yeah. Um, what is that like to, to, to go out in front of, even if it's 10 people, 100 people, whatever, like what is that, can you describe that feeling of, of performing for random people? Like the vulnerability or the, like how do, you, how do you deal with that? There is vulnerability, but at the same point, you got to trust yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there are times where I've been on stage and I'm like, don't forget the words, don't forget the words, don't forget the words. Because there are times in the past where you're like, oh, wow, Jimmy's here. I haven't seen Jimmy. Oh, what was the line? I just, <laughs> I just forgot yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes you kind of get into a story and you can see that maybe the crowd isn't engaging the way that you want. And yeah, you all right. of a sudden just get this this nervousness or maybe I stutter or maybe, yeah. you know, it's like so stuff like that happens. But the the big thing, like when you kind of get onto a great stage in front of a great crowd, just trust yourself yeah, and just kind of go with it. I know the chords. If I get the chord wrong, 
chances are it's going to be right enough that no one's <laughs> yeah. really going to know. Yeah. Or um, they'll forgive you. You know what I mean? If it's, For sure. I've heard it before. You go to see a live whoever and yeah. like, say they're playing and you hear like a bang. And you're yeah. like, all right, well, that's fine. Once If it keeps happening, yeah. you're like, well, yeah. maybe they're struggling. Yeah, but right? there's but, Neil Young too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's their thing. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a solo in uh, this is Down by the River, Cinnamon Girl, where it's like, the one note, and like, and as, like, as a kid learning to play guitar, I'm like, yeah. what is this? You can like, do that? Yeah. I, this guy's my hero, number one, because yeah. I love the song Harvest Moon, but yeah. this guy is, and, and you kind of get, get a whole into the headspace of the art and going, yeah. sometimes you can get some artists who can't sing on tune. Uh, and yeah. you sit there and go, that's actually the gem of this performance mm-hmm. uh-huh. is the fact yeah, that yeah. his vocal is not perfect. It's kind of like I, I, I relate that sometimes to a raw piece of wood versus a finished veneer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will always choose the piece of wood. Or mm-hmm. based on the context, right? Like if for what you're looking for is that you want this polished piece of classical whatever, whatever, yeah. then great. But like I feel yeah. the same way. Like even um, artists like, like Sia, I don't know who that is, the, mm-hmm. that chick singer, but like people like that where their voice it, it cracks or or it mm-hmm. as they're hitting their their high notes and it, it kind of has like a it kind of loses itself yeah. a little bit and I, that just it gets me I love yeah. it a lot of my favorite singers too like the really like raspy yeah. like it sounds authentic right like yeah. they they don't care if they mess up a little bit or whatever. Yep. it feels real and like it humanizes people yeah. I think yeah that's right it is weird to me when you hear like people say oh he sucks live though like he, mm. he, he sounds terrible live I'm like that's sort of your whole thing, right? Should, should that not be like, should you not be able to do both? You know what I mean? But, well, it's, right. it is funny though, because if I would sit there and say people who sound terrible live and have never seen him. So this is kind of like, and he's one of my greatest <laughs> heroes of all time. Yeah. But George Strait oh. has a, has a, <clears throat> a track record of using auto tune and just not being um, a yeah. strong live performer. Now to say that, Every single band that comes out of the U.S., if you go to Country Fest and you want to go see Lady Antebellum, guess what? That guitar that's playing, that's one. Yeah. They've got 35 others that are playing on a track that you don't even uh, know about. Yeah. So you go, wow, yeah. this band is awesome. Yeah. You know what? Those vocals might not even be real at that's this true. moment. So I, I can't I can't pick on George, but but I have heard a record on, on George. Um a couple of them where you can where you can hear a lot of auto. I mean, he's, he listens in. to the show, so he'll. he'll I yeah, want to be careful with this. Yeah, yeah watch. <laughs> I want to be careful. No, but like, but he is. He's like they call him King George. He's yeah. like one of the him and Garth Brooks, right? Yep. Or probably yep. the, the two biggest acts in country music history. And when he's he put out one live um, album right as he was retiring, and mm-hmm. I'm like. Can't even listen. Yeah, to it. it's yeah. just like I can hear it everywhere. Just like why? Who in your camp said that you could put that out? Because yeah. it shouldn't have. Well, but who's going to tell you no? Right? Exactly. Yeah. George but Strait I, wants to release an album. George Strait will release. Would an you album. believe <laughs> that George Strait played at the Manitoba Country Music Awards, like their first year? Really? They called George Strait, booked him, <laughs> and in the course of that year, yeah, from the time they booked him, to, he had three number one hits. <laughs> <laughs> George Strait wow. played in Winnipeg yeah. at the Manitoba Country Music Awards, and it was like, like how does that even happen? Yeah. It did. So That's kudos phenomenal. to whoever made that phone call because <laughs> that was great. But sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot, yeah. man, and just yeah. try, yeah. right? That's yeah. right. It's like to say, apparently, if you're getting married, just invite like the royals, yeah. and many times they'll just send you a gift. Like they won't go. But if you send them an invite, they'll like send you a gift. Sorry, we couldn't make it, but here's from the Duchess and uh, blah, blah, yeah. blah, whatever, and they'll just send you a, a little, little gift. Apparently. Yeah. Wow. The internet said it was. The internet said it was. Must be true. I don't know. I've seen uh, pictures of people who were like jacked because they're like this stuff, you know, they had a gift or whatever. Or even, who was it? They invited, 
Didn't someone invite like Obama once and he showed up? Someone, someone big. I forget who it was, but they invited some like, yeah, some monster, like legit whatever person just as a as a gag right yep. yeah then they actually showed up and were like oh, cool wow. yeah yeah no yeah. kidding i invited darren helm to my wedding but he didn't come <laughs> of all the people <laughs> darren helm third line winger for the red wings wow Ar- arguably not even that but hey i was trying to be generous i just tore down king george right so. <laughs> I, I got married in 2013 he was less bad in 2013 right, right he's right. a local boy i'm like yeah. st andrews just, come on should have invited uh, joey kosher too he's a local boy too same era <laughs> isn't he dead um, is he really? I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel terrible he might, now. He might not be. He might not be. But <laughs> yeah, that era of the Red Wings, yeah. Against yeah. the Devil's Trap. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, man. The 90s, the 90s I remember that stuff, era yeah. well, yeah. Yep. Oh, but Stevie Y. Man, I love that. I love that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's my he's my hall pass, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my wife would understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably discuss briefly. Uh, Lil Nas X, how do you, how you feel about that guy? Gonna take my yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I've, uh, between me and my, my girlfriend, we've got four kids and the they love it. Yeah. They mm-hmm. love it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, one time. I'm like, can we put that on? I'm like, once. Yeah. yeah. Once. Because I've been down this road before <laughs> and we go Little Nas X, then we go Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. And like, I yeah. cannot do that. But, um, I hear it. Yeah. Hate no, I hate Florida, it. I, like, like yeah. whatever. It's, it sucks. It's bad. I, I like to say that there's room for everybody in country music because there is to a certain extent. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just because you say, I got the horses in the back yeah. and the horse dog yeah. is attached, it's like, that doesn't make it a country song. Just because sure. you got Billy Ray doesn't make it a country song. If anything, song. that makes it less country. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. if you if you hear some of the stuff that's getting pushed, as much as yeah. I like to think country music is going to go through a bit of a renaissance and a resurgence of kind of finding its true roots, every time you get guys um, like Tyler Childers or Cody Jinks or Hayes Carl or mm-hmm. Cor Blund, yeah. those guys are kind of like Jason Isbell. The best live show I've ever been to is Jason Isbell. Like, to check Two months ago at the the, uh, concert hall, it was like maybe half full. Uh And this guy's won like multiple Grammys and he's phenomenal at like artistic and and a great songwriter. So as much as I think that those guys are kind of having a resurgence or even Sturgill Simpson and Jamie Johnson are kind of pushing that, you still get Lil Nas X, you still get Sam Hunt and you still get kind of all of this gross country that's just stuffed down your yeah. throat by mainstream radio and that's the part that drives yeah. it, up it almost well, and they're earworms right they yeah. just get stuck in your head and, and that's get, why they get that little knowledge crap gets stuck on my head for sure and yeah. I hate every second of it but it almost takes the wind out of the sails of the legitimate building by you know by these grassroots guys or, or, or the the, diff, the different stylized guys because now if this you know whatever this person is they, they come out and they have this big viral monster hit yeah. and it these little guys are like wow well, shit like what am I supposed to do now the, <laughs> other, the other thing though where I was kind of accusing the Nashville um, big business the Nashville machine yeah. of having insecurity yeah. the other part of it is that five years three five years ago in 2015 mm-hmm. 17% of Americans listened to a podcast oh wow Last year, 78% of people listened to a podcast, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So you can see already, even yeah. even for yourself with what you guys are doing, yeah. Yeah. it changes the game so that there can be guys who say, I don't care about radio. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about sound. I don't care about that. Yeah. I can reach listeners in a whole new mm-hmm. way that was never accessible before. Sure. And so <clears throat> you get those guys that say, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now you've got the insecurity of going, well, those people don't care about us. Yeah. So we need to, we're going to change it. We're yeah. going to be different. Mm-hmm. I remember there, there's that, um, who's that other guy? Blanco, Blanco Brown. 
something. Yeah, he, the, the, the two-step. Yeah. You've never heard it. Okay, so that is that is a step below Lil Nas X. But I remember reading about the press release on that, and a person in his A and R department says artist and repertoire. So they're the ones who are kind of going like, okay, this is a song we're going to push. This is a song for this. We're going to release this song in June and this song in September, and they're kind of building all that kind of stuff. And they're sitting there going, one of the people on his A and R team go. Man, the heart and soul of this song is the same as it reminds me of Johnny Cash. Oh and I'm sitting God. there going, I don't think you know anything about Johnny uh, Cash. If you're going to go on the record and say yeah. that, you're just looking for some kind of publicity. Clickbait, yeah. Exactly, yeah. to prop up the song. I'm just yeah. sitting there going, like, we, we live in a post truth <clears throat> era. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now, no matter, like, somebody can say something, like you said, clickbait, yep. put it out there specifically mm-hmm. for that. And that's. Whether it's true or not, you just yeah. say whatever you want. Because the retraction gets less traction than Absolutely. what you first said. Exactly. Yep. Nobody yeah. cares whether it's true or not. They just get to argue about it, and then you're like, "Hold on." Hold, hold, and hold now, up. but now <laughs> we, it's the stupid part of marketing. We just talked about them. Yep, exactly, mm-hmm. and it works. That's the problem. Exactly. It totally works. It gets, exactly. Yeah, it's it's gross. It sucks. So yeah, but. yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> I tip my hat to Nashville. <laughs> I got a lot of friends down there. I got a lot of friends down there, and I got to get back there and write. Like songwriting in Nashville is a whole, whole nother world. Like, you just you, you go down there. So let's say you're going to go down there for five days. Yeah. You write three songs a day for five days, and you oh, can wow. write. You can write morning, afternoon, evening, morning, and then mm-hmm. you go hang out somewhere <laughs> yeah. which has got some kind of story because everywhere that you go in Nashville, oh. Uh, um, <clears throat> whatever Jerry Reed's guitar player is playing in this <laughs> yeah, band Merle yeah. Haggard's drummer is drumming and that's cool like it's neat to go and see that yeah, stuff for sure but at the same point like you know one of the guys is like oh I played this guitar with Buck Owens this guitar is worth $150,000 nobody <laughs> touches this I'm like you weren't a buckaroo I know that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so I don't care what you tell me maybe you played with him one time but that doesn't make your guitar worth no, $150,000 yeah, absolutely and yeah. you don't need that arrogance about it but <clears throat> that's the that's Nashville that's, that's some Nashville, people yeah. are yeah but no, actually, my favorite my favorite bars in Nashville are the ones that are off of Broadway. So uh, people are going to Nashville like, oh, what bar should I go to? I am oh, I was hanging out at Tootsie's. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's there's history there. Right? Yeah. It's right beside the Ryman Auditorium, and it's like that that is part of Nashville history. But what's happening on stage there is not the next person to hit country radio. Yeah, like the people who play on the strip don't make country radio. Uh, right, they've already made it somewhere. And I mean, they, they I shouldn't say that. They got to work. They got to work. They got to work. Like Keith Urban was in Nashville for 11 years before he finally got his break. Right. But I don't think he was playing Tootsies. No, probably not. I think yeah. he was there working. He's writing. He's playing showcases. Networking, he's, whatever. He's yeah. working as an artist. I don't think he's sitting there, you know, playing cover songs. Yeah. Sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. And I, and I say that lightly because I play cover songs all the time. I don't know why it is, but like words just get stuck in my head. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but words from a specific era. Of course. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't, <clears throat> I can never tried this before maybe i could sing a luke bryant just song just off the top of my head but for some reason i could sing shenandoah and like i could find like some (laughs) (laughs) i could sing travis tritt just like that i don't have to even try and it's there yeah and so we've got this kind of neat project where like i i write and push original music but i also play cover tunes yeah and so you kind of try to mash the two of those together which is somehow. great yeah I like that it, it's fun but and then even cover songs to a degree can help bring you to a broader audience yeah, because they sure. know at least that song and now it's like oh he sounds good singing that yeah. so what and else and in country music that's the only genre where it's cool yeah, yeah. you'd never have Eminem sing a Jay-Z song yeah for right? sure like that would never happen but, yeah. but in country you can have Eric Church sing yeah 
uh, Brad Paisley song. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you would, but you know, the or guy, even different genres, right? Where they yeah. kind of countrify it, yeah. which I often hate. But some of them work out, right? I hate, I hate the work. word "countrify," though. Yeah, I just made that up. Yeah, I know, no, I know. <laughs> but, but, like, but it's like at the same point, like, because there are times where you hear a cover song and it's just like, yeah, you tried too oh, hard. Yeah, for sure. But there's other times yeah. where you play a song with country instrumentation. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and then all of a sudden, that's what changes it's the different. song. It's yeah. instrumentation. It's mm-hmm. soul. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. we should need to start dialing it down here. But anyways, so. Social media stuff, or, or do you have uh, you want people to find you? Where, where should they find? You? I, I use Instagram and Facebook. That's where uh, I found you was on Instagram. Yeah, I'm not oh, I'm not really mm-hmm. into much else than that. Right. I don't I I do have a Twitter account and it basically just runs show updates. Yeah. But everything is at Quinton Blair, Quentin Blair, and then my website is kind of the other thing too. The but Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but hands down my favorite is Instagram. Yeah. and it's not like even on my Instagram you'll notice like it's such. It's it's basically me. It's not even my music. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like like I'll definitely be on there playing my guitar and pushing shows. But it's like, hey, this is me clearing trails in yeah. the woods. And but I mean that that also helps humanize you as well. Exactly. Right? You're, yeah. You're a real guy. It'll also endear you make to people music. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. Um, any upcoming shows you wanna wanna plug? Well, February 29th at the Met. Speaking of old theaters in in Winnipeg, and speaking uh, about yeah, cover yeah. songs and barn yeah. dances. Well, we didn't talk about barn dances, but um, <laughs> next time that's for part two. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we we do have this series of barn dances that we're launching all over the province this spring. But but February 29th in Winnipeg at the Met. Cool. Tickets are on Ticketmaster, and it's us and a band called the Foster Martin Band. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. they'd be kind of like that mm-hmm. '90s country band. Kind of they would have been around the same time as Charlie Major. Would yeah. Have been, right. Um, but they special. They actually had a number one hit. In Europe, uh-huh. at the same time as Brad Paisley and Keith Urban were on the really? charts, yeah. But because in Europe they don't care about what like the look is, because there's no videos that are kind right. of it's just based on the radio. So they had a number one called uh, "Forever I Love You" with all of my heart, and it was just this kind of neat, kind of familiar. It was mm-hmm. this nice little kind of swing song. Yeah. It's actually got a like a, a, a Dwight Yoakam has a song for it. Um, I can't think of the song right now. Anyways, Dwight Yoakam is a pure <laughs> genius when it comes to songwriting. Wasn't he yeah. the one that ended up like naked in a grocery store or something a few years ago? Wow, I did not. Or was hear that, that. No, it was Randy Travis. Oh, Randy yeah, Travis. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Dwight Yoakam used to. He used to write. His producer was his guitar player, Pete Anderson, and they were in that era of the '90s, and they wrote every song as a different dance. So that was the the kind of the end of the urban cowboy music where everyone is in the right. bar dancing together. Yeah. But then this dance is a two step. This stop dance is a shatis. This dance uh, is a polka. This okay. and it's like so he could play his show, and people can do all the dancing yeah. that they want. Foster cool. Martin band is like that. Oh, so anyway, so it's us and the Foster Martin band at the Met on February 29th, Perfect. and it's called the Midwinter Barn Dance. And basically, the entire main floor of the Met. I don't know if you've ever been there. I know I've from the outside, but never been in it. it yeah. It's got this. Ma- and it's a hundred year old theater. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, it's a dance floor, massive dance floor, cool. and uh, <laughs> it's great venue. So anyway, I'm super excited about that. Awesome. And then we got a single coming out sometime 2021. Prob- no, actually, no, I'll, I'll probably, I was, I wanted to do it in, in early February, but you got to release it to Spotify like three weeks, two oh. weeks before oh, okay. anywhere else. If sure. you want to get a chance on their playlist and I never get really much Spotify love, but whatever. Uh, so I'll probably make, I might as well, you know, coincided with that date. May yeah. February 29th. We got oh, a new single coming out called Something Neat. And I wrote it about living in Landmark and living oh, cool. just in southeastern Manitoba, where you can watch the sun come up and goes back down. You don't yes. even have to get out of town. And yeah. and just it's about those forgotten towns that you know people in all the big cities yeah. Yeah. don't understand. Uh, that'll that's resonate cool. real <coughs> real well around here. Yeah. That's for sure. I yeah. like that. And hey, whenever it drops, let us know. We'll uh, yeah. we can throw it up on our stuff too. Yeah. And now, now the penultimate question before we go. Yeah. Which 
of the southeastern country fairs all around here. Summer don't in the city. even, <laughs> don't even make me do that. I've never played Kleefeld. I've never played Bothwell. The Honey Festival? What's Bothwell? Is the Cheese Festival? No. Uh, no, no. I should know this. I can't remember. It's a family fun day, actually. I think it's yeah, a Bothwell family fun day. Yeah, that's boring. Um, I've never played Blumenort. Those are the three that I haven't played. Right. Maybe St. Anne. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had some, if I can answer that question, my favorite one, I've, I've got great love from Grunthal. Uh, worked with them sure, on... Sure, sure, uh, sure. You don't have to hedge your bets. Numerous <laughs> occasions. <laughs> I've gotten some great spots in Steinbeck and in Neverville too. Yeah. But Vita is my favorite. Really? Oh, yeah. Vita is my favorite. Huh. Yeah. Well, shout out to Vita. Yeah. Vita. We actually, we, we actually filmed a music video there. Oh, really? In Vita at the show going like, I just, it's just, it's just my people. It's yeah. just, it's just... Ukrainians and pro. I am Ukrainian, yeah, so that helps. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just kind of like, it's just a country dance and yeah. a rodeo. And I'm like, this cool. is, if, if that is what I spend my summers like. In fact, yeah. I'm taking fewer and fewer um, rodeo bookings and more and more in the spring and fall. Uh, and that way I'm free to be able to go to these events and right. just enjoy them. Yeah. So, you know, my daughter rides a horse and she wants to go to these horse. I'm driving this <laughs> darn horse every which way you can think of. Oh, there's a gym canna here. Oh, there's a gym. And I'm like, but but at the same point, it's like I never got that as a kid growing uh, up. I yeah. was into hockey. I was a jock. I was into sports. Um, and my family lived in town. Like we just never really got into horses. But right, it's yeah. always been such a passion of mine. So now that's... That's her thing, and I'm happy to encourage it. That's but perfect. Yeah, I want to do more and more of it. So, all right. So, Vita rocks. So Vita, yeah. February 29th, the single may or may not drop, and they're performing at the Met. So, be sure to check them out. Go to what QuentinBlair.com. That's the one. Yeah, and uh, check them out at Quentin Blair on and, all the. On the in the meantime, Ooh. like like Nate from Kingsman. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to mm-hmm. get Nate in here, <laughs> Nate. If you are listening. This Check is this is this is your family too, my friend. He's so he's so great. He reached out to me one time. He's like, "I want you to endorse my product." Yeah. So, I'm like, sure. <laughs> I, I was actually at the point of bottling my own oh, yeah. beard oil, oh, and so okay. like I had I had labels being made up and yeah. everything. And I'm just gonna launch this thing as a merch line, and and Nate comes in and like and I try his stuff. I'm like. Oh, <laughs> a million times better than my yeah. stuff but the poor guy like I have a big beard yeah. and I was like just like he's just dropping off product all the time, all the time. I'm like dude I don't I don't want to be taking product from you like <laughs> yeah. I love it I love it I love it yeah. but man I will just I'll just give people the props for you yeah. but yeah. don't feel like you have to drop off materials yeah. for me every week because yeah, you absolutely. give me this bottle and I'm sorry I like a lot of beard oil like I always <laughs> like it when I whenever I go on stage I want I want it oiled uh, so that when the light hits the it it gleams, glistens right, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so I'm like poor guy <laughs> drops me a bottle that would last most guys a month yeah. and I'm just like look, 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 look. <laughs> yeah right let's go on stage yeah. <laughs> anyway. I've, I've never used any of that stuff but I have heard good things. Kingsman sounds great. Um, and they have a big movie franchise, don't they? There you go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Two movies. See what I did there? Low hanging fruit? Yeah, that's what we're all about here. Uh, anyways, check out Quentin Blair on uh, on the old Instagram. Um, Facebook, if you like. Twitter sucks. Um, just like us. Go to Instagram, uh, Two Idiots Podcast for us on Facebook, Two Idiots Podcast. On Twitter, Two Idiots Show that I always forget to post to. And by email, where we double deeds podcast at gmail.com. Boom. Yep. So hit us up if you want a book, Quentin. Maybe we could help facilitate that. There you or go. Or if you want to get yourself some beard oil, maybe we'll figure that a out. A book. Too. If you want to book you. Oh, oh. I, <laughs> you, know you, my, a book? you know I'm a singer, right? <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Writer. We thought books might yeah, be in there too, you right. know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Got, got my interviews confused. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, 
Yeah, anything else you want to mention before no, you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for we'll doing definitely this. have you back. We'll definitely we'll get you back on. I feel like sure. there's there's a there's a dam that's about to burst. We need to have you on again. I think there's, <laughs> there's some stuff there yet. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody.